podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Thank you very much for listening once again, episode 5 of the pod. This week we're going to be um, reviewing the Wolves and Shrewsbury games that we've played. We're going to be previewing the West Ham and Southampton game coming up. We're both going to discuss what our favourite second team is and why. And we're also going to have a big debate about um, Jurgen Klopp and what's going on with this FA Cup fourth round replay. It's certainly going to be an interesting one and we have different views on this, don't we, Danny? We do, which is good. That's always a good thing about the debate. If we've got opposing views, you know, it's always going to go well. Um, just for people that don't know, uh, every week we record this and then we go and play football. So we'll... Uh, Get ourselves angry just before we go and play football, <laughs> probably. So it'll be interesting. If we're not angry before, we are after. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. So Wolves um, midweek game, two one victory to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll ask it, Danny. I and I don't know what other people will think about it. And obviously, write in and let us know. I don't think we deserve to win that game, and that's my sort of thoughts within it. For right. me, I just don't think we, we played well enough. I think we just looked a little bit slow. We looked a little bit lethargic. Um, and Wolves really came out the blocks at us. I know everyone is sort of praising Traore and the way that he played. And he kind of he, he sold Robertson all game. And I felt sorry for Robertson. He, he, he looked like he just couldn't handle him. You always have those games, like no matter how good you are. And it's not debating, oh, Robertson's not good enough. Because he he's world class. Yes. But he had that type of game where he just couldn't handle Traore's pace. But outside of that, Wolves' entire team played well. Their back line was really, really strong. Their midfield held the ball up the entire game. And if their wingers, if the likes of Traore could have put in more better final balls, I think they would have absolutely done us over. It was a great ball for the goals, this goal, wasn't it? Yeah, amazing. And they done well in terms of just drawing Van Dijk out and then just pinging that ball in. And you could see that sort of Gomez had no chance to at the back. I have to agree. I thought we should, probably should have been beat that game. Or, I mean, maybe a draw was a fair result. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, we won. This is, this is Liverpool at the moment, isn't it? This is Liverpool. But we definitely wouldn't have been beating seasons gone by. Yeah. We won that game. As I say, we didn't really deserve to, but Bobby Fumino popped up at the end with a great goal there. Um, what can you say? And that's the thing, and that's the sign of champions, and that's the sign of teams that win. And we've seen Man City do it last season. You yep. remember Sterling scored in like the 94th minute to win a game that they really shouldn't have won last yes. season. Champions, when you were winning the league, have to grind out results in tough games and that's what that's what we've done against Wolves yep. we didn't deserve to do it but we kept ourselves in the game kept plugging away and to be fair yeah Firmino's goal was really good Henderson again and I know I know you keep saying about him and I don't necessarily agree with you but Henderson the last couple Trem of games Tremendison let's get that right <laughs> Tremendison <laughs> you've been putting up pictures about this all week and I've seen it <laughs> um, but, but he was outstanding and that ball to sort of be so composed with so many men around to just play that little ball through to Firmino for the assist in that was was top quality and and he deserves all the praise he got in that well, game. Well, as I say, it was one of those games that we probably got away with a little bit, didn't we? Um, but if you're going to win leagues, you need look. You don't, you know, we've got quality, we've got mentality, we've got great players, you know, all the things you need in a good team. But you do need a little bit of luck. Yeah, oh, yeah. lots of abundance saying to win a league, you do need luck. And as I say, we won the game. Hey, Triori, wouldn't you love my Liverpool team? He's an interesting character watching his game and if you watch it back I watched it back again on Match of the Day afterwards and for me he just and you can see why Barcelona let him go because he just doesn't put in enough quality final balls he's amazing on the ball he runs like mad yeah. but you sort of think I think to myself watching it back 
Wolves could have had four or five goals if his last ball was just that little bit better. Right. Um, I think he, he concentrates so much on getting past the man and then he either just doesn't play the cross in properly or he doesn't see the second option coming in on the edge you of the box. Do you think he's found his level at Wolves then? Yeah. I, I think he's, right. play, he's playing at a far higher level than what he has done on previous seasons. He's playing really, really well. Yeah. But I think he would be similar... To, to a lot of players who make that step up to the bigger level and just can't quite right. handle it. Interesting, but no, as I say, I thought he was outstanding and I would love him at Liverpool, but yeah, I would say probably a draw was the fair result. But the fact that we wanted to show up a mentality monsters, for me now come with a little bit of quality. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what can I say? Um, we won and here we are, still sitting comfortably at the top of the league, which is what we want, we what we want, what everyone wants and can't complain really, can we? Exactly, yeah. So without further ado, we'll go straight on to Shrewsbury Town we've got to analyse this Danny I mean what can you say about that game we talk about the Wolves game and the way that we played there we were the total opposite and I I think we've seen in the Shrewsbury game and I don't know whether you agree with me I think we've seen the Liverpool of four or five years ago against Shrewsbury the young lads came in and I think they thought after beating Everton after doing so well Curtis Jones played amazing and I think he was really really good great goal Uh, yeah again different type of goal to um, against Everton but yeah. you know the way he followed through great ball from Travella after yeah. what a ball I think you can see that the two of them play together regularly and they enjoy playing together yes. but I think that the boys kind of went into that game thinking we've done Everton over we put in a really good performance we'll beat Shrewsbury no bother and I think they mm-hmm. kind of went into it looking like they were already going to win yeah. and and Shrewsbury just came back at us I had to rub my eyes a couple of times looking at our back four I thought we were I thought we were Arsenal's back four watching us throughout that game <laughs> But doesn't that just prove like the, the importance of Virgil van Dijk? Yeah. Does that not just would would have that happened? Doesn't matter if it's Shrewsbury Town or Barcelona. Would have that happened if Virgil van Dijk was in that back four? No, no. He's, he's far more composed, and I think you can always have the excuse that that Matty from Lovren, especially that they're only just coming back from injury. It's the first sort of major game in. Yeah. Um, but but for me, Lovren just looks shocking. I know I'm not going to bring <laughs> up the whole thing from the first. He was texting me podcast. during the week, <laughs> telling me it's all Lovren's fault. <laughs> Lovren this, Lovren that. I mean. He just looks dangerous. He just every time he's there, and you can see that for that second goal, the Shrewsbury second goal. Like Lovren just came out of nowhere, ball in the shiner shop, ran at him, and just let the fella pop it through his legs. And but do, but do, 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 he overcommits. Is that bad defending or is that good quality from the attacker in this instance? It, I, I think for that goal, it was it was bad defending because he just he he overcommitted. He already had his right back there. All he needed to do was let the right back deal with it and he just sit there and jockey like what Van Dijk or Gomez would have done. Yeah. But he, he overcommitted. He went and threw his leg at it. Like, not getting to the ball quick enough. Yeah. And your boy, your boy was decent, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, he's had a good career. Played the Hibs and stuff like that. Rangers um, as well, yeah. yeah but he's, yeah. Like, he's a decent And he just knew. Popped it through his legs and then just composed himself. Stuck it past Adrian. And I felt sorry for Adrian because he I thought Adrian had a great game and he didn't deserve to have two goals put past him. Yeah, well... I mean the, the positive from the game what could you say Jones's goal was good yeah um, it was good performance from Travella Jones um, good to see Oxley chamberlain get minutes I suppose yeah um, Lutri at left back was good Williams at right back they'd done okay Adrian you know yeah. I don't really want to focus on the negatives of Liverpool I mean I just like to, to, to focus on the magic of the FA Cup at the end they Shrewsbury Town you know they're getting a repair on field, which is probably the guts of a million pounds their club. Yeah, I was going to say for them, it's it's a good it's a good tie. The fact that they drew is good because it gets a lot of revenue in for the smaller clubs, and that's what I love about the FA Cup yeah. is that anyone can pull it off on the day. And and it's not saying I think it's always harsh to go into these games and say, oh well, Liverpool were rubbish. Liverpool were rubbish. And yes, they did play poorly, 
But Shrewsbury also played really, really well. Second half, I thought they really came out the blocks. They held yeah. the ball up well. They they were really composed. Especially you think to yourself, even we play Monday night football, just a bit of a kick about. But if you go and fire the ball into the back of your own net, it deflates you massively for a game. And they got on there. Yeah, they just they yeah. picked their heads up. They carried on playing. Your man loved the right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt sorry for him. That he I actually did feel played sorry. well. He actually played well in that game. To be honest with you, he did, and it was just one of those instances. He just swung his boot at it, and it went the wrong way. But what can you do? But but you, outside of that, they played really well. Your man in centre midfield was it Lauren or yeah? Oh my god, what a game he had! He played amazing. Did he get, did he get man of the match? He got man of the match. Yeah. Surely, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to focus on the next one because it was a young team. Um, I think it's. I think we'll do them at Anfield, um, irrespective of what team we put out. Yeah. So I think it's a good experience for everyone all round. Um, more time for the kids. But yeah, I don't really want to focus on the Nexus. I think it was just one of those cup ties where you know because it was a mixed team and a dodgy defence. Um, we were kind of lucky to be turning up. Yeah. So the fact that it was two all was probably a fair result. And at the end, when Firmino and Salah come on, like they could have just nicked it with that little bit of individual quality. Yeah. Do you know that? that that's, I, I, I keep referring to this in previous pods is that I think the reason Liverpool are the way they are forget the mentality forget Klopp forget all these people it's because we've got that quality so you see if you think Salah and Mane are on the pitch if Salah and Firmino are on the pitch for a little bit longer they might have created another moment of quality yeah. to win the game I just think when, when, when we don't have those three we're just not the team that we wish we, we, we want to be yeah. Divock Origi I mean did you see him in the game? That's the thing is I think the, the senior players were the ones to sort of let you down. I thought yeah. the young lads, they come into a big occasion like that, it's all televised, you know that going into a game and, and it kind of worries you. The mm. the seniors are the boys that you expect to step up and win the game for you. As you said, Origi just wasn't really exciting. I think Minamino, it's, it's going to take him a while to kind of fit into the Klopp system, isn't it? I think Klopp yeah. likes to, you know, bread players in, you know, kind of bit by bit, but I think because the squad is and the, the game's coming thick and fast, he's kind of thrown Minamino at the deep end. Yeah. He's not getting the chance to do what he wants to do. Yeah. So I think it's unfair to judge Minamino at the moment, but uh, he, he didn't look like he was, you know, up to pace really at the moment. Like he's, he's getting the tight really. Yeah, it's a mixture of things, isn't it? I think he's not used to the language, he's not used to the style of football. You can see, especially when you come in against a team like Shrewsbury. You can see him trying. Yeah, but they're yeah. a very physical team and yeah. he's not used to physical football. No, no, it takes a while no. to get used yeah. to, to the English game in that sense. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, yeah, we play at Anfield on the fourth um, of Feb, so let's hope that we can come to that. Um, we will discuss that further on in the pod. <laughs> all right, but for now, what we're gonna discuss, which I think is a really interesting topic, one of our listeners wrote in with this, is our favourite second team and why they are our favourite second team. Right, Danny, so one of our listeners wrote in and asked us what our favourite second teams are and why. Now, I think everyone loves an underdog. Yeah. But everyone's always got a second team that they, they really, really kind of, maybe not follow passionately, but kind of half follow. Yeah. Now, I know there's football fans out there that will follow a second team passionately. You know, you've got a lot of, like, Celtic or Rangers fans that follow, like, Liverpool or United. Yeah. You know, but really the first team is Celtic or Rangers. Yeah. But the Scottish League is a bit... <coughs> anyway. <laughs> so they have to follow a team in the Premier League, but they really love a Celtic or Rangers. But, I mean... For me, um, my second team I've always followed, which I think people would be surprised about, is Newcastle. Okay. All right. Um, who's yours? I have always followed as a second team. As you said, you, you'd always kind of follow someone, and yeah. most people listening to this will be sort of, they'll always have a favourite out of Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yes. We live over in Northern Ireland, and there's a lot of Northern Irish football, and I know yeah. a lot of big Liverpool fans who are also massive Crusaders fans and, yes. and Linfield fans and, and people like that. Um, so you've always got a second team yes. I have always followed because 
I, I think I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Scunthorpe, mainly because I always played them in FIFA when you've done your career mode, so I've always kind of watched Scunthorpe since then. Interesting. Um, but in terms of, of following, watching, seeing how they're getting on during the season, I've always followed Napoli. I like Napoli as a team. Right. It came from a really superficial reason and just the fact that I've always really liked their kits. Uh, and their ground is just electric. Just sort of this yeah. old school Italian ground. Well, Liverpool find it hard to beat them, don't they? I don't think we have, have we? It no, it's a, it's a tough ground for, yeah. for anyone to go to. Yeah. And you see, you've seen Juve get beat there in previous seasons and other yeah. teams like that. You see Milan and stuff. And um, yeah, that's always what drew me to it. They've got passionate yeah. fans, but similar to Liverpool. Really passionate fans, really electric stadium on the night. Um, I always really liked the kits and then it just meant that I slowly followed them sure, a lot when, when Napoli come to Anfield there was that famous video of them parading from the middle of Liverpool yeah. to Anfield and they, they really did look passionate yeah yeah. so uh, as I say they, they look like the that's what the Italian fans are known yeah. for being passionate whether the fans are ultras is another question yeah. <laughs> but you can tell that they've got passionate fans anyway yeah. and that's what I've always liked about them I've never been sort of a glory hunter that I've automatically just gone for oh yeah well I want to support your Barcelonas who are at the yeah. top of the leagues or at the times your AC Milan's and ones like yeah. that Napoli were always sort of sitting forth as a decent enough squad with really passionate fans to push them up there so I like I like Napoli as my second team why do you why do you support Newcastle what's made you, you go for a Premier League you know team what? and your team um, that you support is in the Premier League it goes back to my childhood I remember growing up um, do you remember um, all the Champions League matches used to be on there uh, in, in, in England it's ITV over in Ireland Northern Ireland it's UTV yeah. it's been ITV um, and they should show, show the Champions League with like Des Lyman and Gary Logan yeah yeah I, I grew up kind of watching those Champions League matches like support this is I don't really want to say this on my pod but I'm going to I used to follow the likes of Liverpool United, Arsenal Newcastle wanting to win I remember watching United and, and wanting Van Nistelrooy this is before I realised that the hatred between Liverpool and United <laughs> I just wanted the English team to do well in, in, in Europe in the Champions League they've, lost, they've lost so many lessons no. <laughs> but it was just a big growing up watching this I didn't know the hatred was like watching football but as I slowly started to get older and realised you know couldn't really like Arsenal that much. Couldn't really like Man United that much, obviously. Yeah. Couldn't really like Chelsea, although Chelsea weren't that good them days. But Newcastle in the Champions League. And it was always good to kind of watch Newcastle. And I remember like watching like Craig Bellamy up front with Alan Shearer and they'd bring Shola and Iobi off the bench. And I used to used to pure follow England as well. And I'd have to like Keaton Dyer and Lee Bowyer and <laughs> when they went scrapping on the field. But yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember actually, but I used to always watch Newcastle and always just watching want, want them to do well in the Champions League. Um just to have this player for Newcastle. I mean, I don't know if you remember, his name was Lauren Robert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the belt of a left foot. And uh, I used to just watch them and follow them. And they're just a team that I always kind of when Michael Owen signed for them. You know, we've, I've, I've, I've told you my love for Michael Owen in the past. <laughs> I, I kind of just followed him a lot more then. Um, when he got relegated and stuff, I felt bad. But it's just always a team that, like, you know, they'd always go make you later. <laughs> and to be fair, they, they had a decent team for years yeah. during the 90s. Newcastle always were really up there. Yeah. Um, I just find it interesting. I think, for me, I'd never think to support a team that is in the same league as the main team well, that the, I support. The fans as well. You know, the, yeah. the, the Newcastle fans are known to be amazing. And that was just a, a big kind of thing you know I remember like Andy Carroll as well when he come through like he was a local lad for them and you know there's not you don't want anything more as like a Liverpool fan than see a Liverpool local lad play for Liverpool yeah and Newcastle seem to have quite a few of them coming through you know coming up through the years like they've got the long staff brothers now and stuff you know so yeah. I just yeah I just generally enjoy watching them I like, I like the fans are passionate um, and because they don't really compete with Liverpool at the moment they're not really a team <laughs> that you need to worry about yeah and as I say, when I grown up, it was just that out of all the teams that were in the Champions League and we grown up watching them every week, it was a team that you could kind of get away with supporting and saying, we're all getting stick and jib. Yeah. And it just continued for the 
the rest of my life like you know I can see where you're coming from in terms of the, the passions of the fans it's a, it's a one it's a one club city isn't it and yeah. everyone gets behind Newcastle they all love them and they've obviously they've had tons of problems over the years but the fans have always been really solid yeah. um, so I can definitely I can definitely see why you support them have you started supporting a team in in Ireland, Northern Ireland. I have, I have went, I've only ever been to one game, a Finn Hawks game. Okay, yeah. And I'd love to get to a Derry City game. Um, it was kind of right by the town I lived in for six years, Straban. Um, Derry City was a local team, but I just haven't kind of um, sounds awful. I've just been that busy. I haven't actually had a chance to get to that many games over here in Northern Ireland, Ireland. You know, yeah. I haven't had a chance to do it. Um, there's definitely a team probably that I could follow um, if I've got my mind into it and I will probably start doing that now that we're doing this podcast and yeah. trying to follow football it's just finding the time Danny you know yourself and oh, yeah. following Liverpool there's that many games at the moment Yeah, you know yourself and we're, 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 we're two fellas with you know, young kids and, and partners and, that, and jobs and just trying to find time to follow Liverpool yeah it's hard enough <laughs> never mind trying to follow a, a local team over yeah. here and I know some really passionate fans over here I follow the team home and away and a couple of the teams over here in Ireland Northern Ireland end up you know in the Europa League and stuff don't they yeah. and fans actually travel to like Ukraine and, and all these places in all Europe random places to play in like the Europa League the first qualifying round and stuff and, and they'll also follow Liverpool as well or Rangers and Celtic yeah. and United like there's some real passionate fans out there that have followed two teams and stuff I would love to. It's just fine and time, Danny, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, my second team is Newcastle and Danny's is Napoli. Who's your second team? Give us a shout at Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Right, so two games up in the coming week um, before our next podcast. First one coming up is West Ham. It's the rearranged game from that um, was scheduled when we had the World Club Cup. Yeah. Um, West Ham are sitting 17th in the league, just um, just above the relegation zone, level on points with Bournemouth. Okay. And David Moyes has recently come in. Um, I'm going to be honest, my knowledge of West Ham isn't the best. Because they're just crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the fans are great and stuff, and I know Mark Noble's a general in centre midfield, and I know they've got Antonio, who's a fast boy, but there's just not a team that I, I even give a, a toss about. That's awful to say, but they just they haven't. There's no player that stands out. Dimitri Payet a few years ago. Yeah. Do you remember him? And he was quality. Yeah. yeah. And he went off to was a PSG, and you never hear from him again. Yeah. Do you know so? West Ham, Danny, what's your thoughts on this game? For me, I've watched a good bit of West Ham this season because I think, again, like we were talking about with sort of second teams and stuff like that, I'm not a big West Ham fan, but I think most people fell in love with West Ham when they were, when like Green Street came out and things like that. And it gave you kind of a passion for their fans. And it means that you sort of watch them and see what they're like. And West Ham have always been a team that have brought in boys that you think they're going to do a good job. I brought in Lanzini uh, and different boys like this. They brought in your boy Haller, who's up top at the minute. Never and heard of him. The thing is <laughs> with them is that they keep bringing in these boys who are meant to be amazing, yeah. and then they just don't seem to do anything in the team. I feel really sorry for them. Uh, it was Andy Carroll signed for them, wasn't it? A couple he of seasons back, and more, more time on you know in the, in the injury room than on the pitch. Is, again, see, like players are coming who have a lot of promise and do nothing for them. Your boy Haller, who's coming for them, they bought for forty-five million, which is a record fee, and he scored six goals. And that's it. And like, probably he, wants to stay in London. His wife probably wants to shop in London. Probably. <laughs> but the thing is, you watch him, and he looks like he's does, he doesn't know what he's doing. He looks like he wouldn't look out of place in a League One team at right. the minute. He just looks really poor. He holds the ball up okay, but generally, he, he just can't find the back of the net. 
And right. he keeps blaming the fact that he's not getting the through balls on time and different things like this. But for me, he's just not spatially aware. And it's and that's been the downfall of West Ham. They've got too many boys who think that they're good, but yet they're not performing. And what about the London Stadium? It doesn't have the um, the atmosphere that Upton Park did or has, does it? You know. And this was the thing, is that they bought the stadium, everyone's a little bit further away, the atmosphere wasn't quite the, the running same. running track around it and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and the team just hasn't adjusted, and I think they've kind of gone from there. And Mark Noble carries that team. And I do feel sorry for Mark Noble being in there. Mm. Um, they've got the likes of Declan Rice playing, who are decent enough players. Oh, yeah, I know two players, actually, Declan Rice and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning, learning slowly. Um, but for me, they're, just, they're not playing well enough. They're yeah. not doing enough. Mark Noble is a slight threat, but he can't carry that team on his own. And he's, he's, he's getting on. I think he's about 32, 33 now. He can't carry West Ham forever, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. And he is sort of Mr. West Ham, and he'll always be a legend there. But, yeah, for, for me, they're not doing enough. And I can't see anything other than Liverpool comfortably winning that game. And what, what, what's your score prediction with this game, Daniel? For me, I'm going to go with a 3-0. Yeah. I think I just can't see West Ham find the goal unless we give away a penalty like we did against Shrewsbury Mark Noble generally is amazing on that spot yeah. um, but unless we give away a penalty I just can't see them getting a goal yeah I mean again as I say don't know a lot about them um, being on a podcast probably do a lot of research about them but I just don't see them being a threat I don't see them being I think they'll probably get relegated um, don't rate Dave Moyes as a manager really yeah. I think his worst mistake was leaving Everton you know um, yeah I'm going to go for comfortable probably for 4-0 Liverpool um, mm. as I say I couldn't even tell you a player it's, 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 it's a shame because I'm a massive football fan and there's always a couple of players in most teams that you can you know you know because they've been doing outstanding during the season or yeah. they shouldn't be at the club they should be higher level or apart from Noble I just literally 4-0 nah. Liverpool and yeah next game after that Danny on Saturday afternoon is Southampton now that'll be a more interesting one yes because they've been coming to a bit of form recently haven't they yeah Southampton are actually doing really well and obviously a big part of that is down to Danny Ings and I think Danny Ings has kind of found his form he's, yeah. he's scoring goals he shouldn't really be scoring yes. uh, he's getting a lot of good feeding in from like Nathan Redmond and people like that yeah. um, but I, I think Southampton is going to be a tricky game especially right. because we've got two games so close to each other yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna find that a little bit tricky at the minute, especially with all the sort of negative press around Liverpool at the minute because of Klopp and not wanting to play in the FA Cup and different things like this. But we're gonna go on to that in a yeah. bit. Um, but I think we'll I think we'll find it hard enough to Southampton. Yeah, game. me too. I mean, they're, 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 they're a good team. Um, your man in centre midfielder um, Romeo used to play for Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's superb. He's good at locking things up, breaking things up. They've bought well. That's yeah. the thing. They've bought well during the summer. Uh, and they've set the team up well, the way that they want to play he, and they're doing well he's a handful he'll be hacking through Salah hacking through Firmino and kind of does a similar job to Fabinho I'm not saying he's in the same league as Fabinho but he does a similar job and yeah. as I say Danny Ings he's just he's a man that really only needs half a chance now and it's going in the top in I know it's that type of form he's in the moment and when he had the likes of Long Shane Long's haunts us in the past yeah do you know what I mean? You got the likes of Redmond as well. He's a good player, Shane Long. I like him. And he, he's a grafter. Yeah. You know, that's a famous scout word that me and Danny understand it. It just means he's, <laughs> he's a really, really, really gritty hard worker and he never stops running. Um, and they are a hard team and they actually play some good football. Yeah. Some of the goals he's scored that the team, team goals. Come back to Southampton about four or five years ago when they were really, really, you know, when we like got Lovren off them and, you know, we bought Manny off them. They were a really, really good team then. Yeah. And I think they're coming back into playing the, that type of I think the the fans of Southampton, big big fan base, they demand that like a good style of football. And I think you know after they, they got beat nine 0 didn't they by um, Leicester? Yeah. And that was at the final moment of the season. They could have sacked the manager and just kind of you know went back to getting someone like Sam Allardyce in, but they didn't. They stuck with them. 
and he, he kept his style of play and they really do play through teams now. They're the type of team that could they beat Chelsea there in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. They're a team that they, they are a threat. Like unlike West Ham, they're a team that I can think of on their day. On their day they could beat Liverpool and as I say, Danny Ings only needs half a chance. And if Danny Ings doesn't create you know, score Redmond could do an amazing run or Long could pop, pop up with a goal or they've got plenty in there and that's yeah. the thing is that yeah, as you said so Danny Ings is playing really well but as you said Shane Long's coming off the bench and he's really contributing into the games Obafemi's doing really well when he comes on as well you've got Ward Prowse coming in from the midfield they've got plenty of options which is good as you said they've set up a certain way they've come in there with sort of fast wingers going in there to, to break down players. When we when they played Leicester and got beat 9-0, I thought it was harsh on them. It was just one of those days, just Leicester, everything they touched went into the net. Um, and I felt a little bit sorry for them, but as you said, since then, they've dusted themselves off, they've reassessed how they need to play, and they're playing really strong football. I think there'll probably be enough in it that we will win, Yeah, but I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, well, as I say, it's one of those games where I think you just kind of want to win and get on. It's at Anfield, you know, so it should be our, our record at Anfield at the moment is just unbelievable, isn't it? You know? And that's the thing. I think if these games were the other way around, because we're playing West Ham away, but the form that West Ham is in is why I think we're going to win it so comfortably. But I yeah. think if it was West Ham at home and Southampton away, yeah. I would be worried about the Southampton game. Yeah, well, as I say, we've mentioned it, both of us, and we'll keep mentioning it, but, but a man in form like Dan Ings at the moment, he's one of the top goal scores in the Premier League Yeah, we know the quality he's got we've seen at Liverpool he didn't quite um, let's just take a minute to discuss Danny Ings at Liverpool he just got so unlucky like he'd come in and in Klopp's first training session he was injured Yeah, and he was out for what was it eight months and he'd come in and to what I think we come in mid-season um, the season later and I, at that time we had Studdits banging goals in and we had you know Salah banging goals in it just wasn't it just wasn't right time or right club for Danny Ings but I just think he, he, he was seriously seriously unlucky and look he's proved what he can do now and it was about 27 28 is he yeah I, I wouldn't know I wouldn't know off the top of my head yeah. but yeah you, I'm, I can imagine he's, 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 he's a player that just I think he's found his niece at Southampton and it's a shame it didn't work out at Liverpool I really really liked him yeah. um, I thought he was always a threat when he played for Liverpool I just don't think he ever got that run of games where to prove himself. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is probably going to be a little bit of a controversial one, but I think Liverpool, when it comes to strikers, we either make or break strikers. And when we've had Liverpool, when we've had strikers come in, you think of, of how much we got out of, out of Torres, how much we got out of Suarez, how much we got out of Sturridge and Sterling and boys like this. And even now, Salah, Mane, Firmino are playing amazing. We really, we really either get the absolute best out of strikers or we get boys like Danny Ings and Andy Carroll um, and different boys like that who just don't perform as well as you would have, have hoped. Yeah. Uh, whether it's just the the enormity of the club or yeah. the occasion or just the fact that they don't get enough chances, I don't know. But Ings, for me, was somebody who deserved a shot but just, just didn't take it. Whether that was because of injuries and stuff, I don't know. But yeah, I think, as you said... It was it was the right decision for him to leave to drop down a little bit, yeah. but he's he's still very much for me a Premier League player. He's yeah. good enough to be there. I think he'll be in, the, in the, the England squad for the Euros. I think he's he's deserved that. He deserves to call up, and he's proved his quality. And he's he's one of these players like he's he's not great at everything. He's okay at everything. Yeah, and he's he's a type of player that you deserve in your squad. He's a grafter as well. Yeah, you know what, what he does, he does well. Yeah, that's and, and as I say, he's popping up with goals. It's a good thing. Um, what's your prediction for this game? Um, I'm going to go for. A one nil to Liverpool. I think they'll uh, be a tight game, mm. um, and we'll just edge it. What about yourself? When I was thinking about it, my thought was one nil. 
Right, okay. Yeah. So it's probably the very rare that we agree I on this one. I was going to say, it's very, I think it's the first time I've ever agreed on a scoreline. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 as well. I, I think we will try and keep it really tight because we know the threat the, that they have. Yeah. Uh, the midfield as well, we need to be compact because they've got some good centre midfielders yeah. there in Ward, Prowse and Hoybjerg. Um and I think, yeah, I think we'll just keep it tight. We'll go 1-0 and we'll tighten up at the back and we'll see it out. Well, there you go. So we're both going for 1-0 against Southampton. Thank you so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Right, guys, up next is our big debate. Liverpool plays Rooster Town at Anfield on the 4th of February. Okay. And after the draw there at the weekend, Jürgen Klopp has said straight after the game, and he's had this pre-ranged, that we've got our winter break the same week and he's going to, himself and all the players are going to be having a break and it's going to be Neil Kutry and the youth team playing in that game. Danny, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> As you said at the start of the podcast, we don't agree on this. Um, for me, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Klopp not there. I don't want to see the, our strongest team out. I love the FA Cup. But for me, I agree with Klopp. Like I fully agree with, with what he's standing for. He has got the absolute best out of this Liverpool team this season. We are, we are pushing it in a way that we probably is, is above the level of what anybody expected at the start of the season. And that is because Klopp has really worked them hard because of the fact that he, he uses them as a team, he utilises them properly, and he works alongside them. They yeah. work together. And one of the things that Klopp has continuously said to them is push yourselves and push yourselves to do your best in every single one of these games we're having a winter break this year get a few weeks off rest relax with your family and then we'll go back and we'll pound it and we'll win this league and that's, and you can see the way they're set up that they're doing that and I know that we keep saying obviously the money issue comes into it a little bit but for me if I was working in a job and they'd said to me oh well look work hard push yourself as hard as you can and then in February you're going to get two weeks off and then suddenly they move the goalpost on me and say oh actually unless you win this game now I'm going to cancel your holidays on you like for me I'd be fuming and it wouldn't it wouldn't be good for work morale and all this different stuff um, and Klopp has promised them that they're going to get two weeks off the, the FA have promised them that they're going to get two weeks off so for me they should be adhering to that and I don't blame Klopp for sticking his, sticking his boots right. in and saying no ok well before I, I kind of throw my 50 pence worth in I'm going to read a few comments that our um, fans have wrote in Chris Cunningham says ok the gaffer is from the rules laid down by the Premier League and the FA um, we, we should be singing off the same hymn sheet as the Premier League what's the point in having a winter break in England if we have to play in a domestic cup competition ok John Walkoff says it's really simple. Klopp is on us as where to his place, same as what you're saying, Danny. Um, you've seen Henderson talking about a winter break um, a few weeks ago in an interview. The context was about the lack of time in the summer because of the tournaments, like they play with England and stuff. That's what John's basically saying. Um, Simon Williams says he agrees with what Danny Murphy said um, in an interview. The place should get the break. And Klopp's managing the kids, giving them a boost of the morale, and we are playing every three days. Um, and he thought that Danny Murphy made a good point all I can well, hear is that all of our fans know what they're talking about because they all agree <laughs> with me on this <laughs> well here we go <laughs> right okay so I'm going to make a couple of points well I'm going to make three or four points the first point and, the, and, the, and I think the most important point is the money that these players are on and I know I keep referring back to that Danny <laughs> But it's all right if your boss or my boss asked us to do what we do. We're not on eighty grand a week. You know, it'd be different if we're on eighty grand a week. Do you really think you turn around to your boss and go, "Nah, 
can't do that. Do you, at the end of the day, the footballers are training half a day. Do you, okay, they've got maybe a couple of matches a week, but I just the money that they're on and the lifestyles that they live. They say football's a short career. Should they'll be playing until they're 35, 40. They've got another 40 years to go and run a holiday. I just, it doesn't, I, I, nah, it, I'm sorry to say, I'm not saying that he should play exactly strong lineup against Shrewsbury Town at home in the FA Cup. I think he's right in that he wants, in like a lot, what a lot of teams do, like mix and match the team. Like what he did in the game on Sunday. Yeah. I think he was right in having a bit of an experience, giving players a rest in there, you know, for their well being. You know, all this mental well being. I, I don't just, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, the money that they're on, um, they don't have to play for the countries, they choose to play for the countries. So they, 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 they say. That's another thing because they're going to play international football. Fair enough, but again, it's a choice. You don't have to play for your country if you don't want to. Yeah. But, but the players decide to do that. Um, again, another point I want to make: Shrewsbury. Imagine Shrewsbury Town. They're going. They've, they've earned to replay against Liverpool's. You know, let's say second. Let's not say youth team. Let's say second team. Yeah. All right. They're going to Anfield, and they're going to be playing against all the kids. So if they do beat Liverpool. It's not. It's, it's tarnished because they were playing against all the kids. Like what happened in the League Cup. League Cup is a different scenario because we did have a. We had to prioritise one or the other. I think he should have probably left a couple of experienced players in that team. But are you telling me that Adrian needs a break? He's played about eight games this season. Are you telling me that Origi needs a break? He's probably made about 15, 16 appearances this season. I mean, I could be wrong here, but off them off the bench. Does Origi, does Adrian, do they really need breaks? Like, come on. Lovren, he's been injured after the season. No, he, he, he deserves a permanent break for that. <laughs> but do you get what, do you see what I'm trying to say here, Danny? Like, I don't, ugh, Salah, man, I, I can see where they're coming from, been, the players have been promised a week off. But I just, like, I think we're, it, we're tarnishing the FA Cup and its history. At the end of the day, every, the rules have been in before Jürgen Klopp coming to England. I respect Jürgen Klopp, we all do. He's going to win us the league, which is what we wanted for, you know, all our lifetimes and, and that'll the magic if he does that the magic of what he's done to create that I don't think he'll ever you know his time at Liverpool won't be tarnished by maybe this decision but for me it's the FA Cup I grew up watching it it's a massive competition it's um, at Anfield so for me the likes of Adrian's the likes of you know Yuri's and players like that they don't they, they don't need a week off I'm sorry like at the end of the day they're still on big 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 money they're not playing every single week weekend out I, I just it just makes me angry that everyone's saying like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because we're gonna, but we're gonna win the league anyway." I don't think us playing, even if we played our strongest team in this game, it's gonna affect the league because we're that far ahead. It'd be different if we had a couple, two, three points in it. You know, I just, I'm just not buying it. At the end of the day, it's another cup to be won. Okay, we're gonna focus on the Champions League and we're gonna focus on on the league. But what if we get knocked out the Champions League? Now, I know it'd be great for us to win the league, but we're trying to make history. And all historically, all the great teams that have made, like look at City last season, they won the treble. Mm. They won the treble, Danny. You know, the League Cup, the FA Cup, and the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? That's like we could win a treble this season: the FA Cup, the League, and the um, and the Champions League. I know we won the, the you know the, the Super Cup, and we won the Club World Cup, which you know including trophies and that. But ugh, the FA Cup is still a massive cup competition, and I, I just think he's. I don't want to say disrespecting it, but I just don't think he understands the tradition and the history of it, and I think it tarnishes um, the Shrewsbury Towns, you know, the fans and the teams. You know, experience a draw in Liverpool, you know, and then getting that big tie away at Anfield. I just, the atmosphere is not going to be the same. The, the fans will get behind the kids, but. And uh, I, I can see what you mean. The, why the wouldn't the FA Cup even manage the team? See, Fair enough, is, give, us, give us players a break. 
but man, it's a team. This is the thing that disappoints me. Is there's two there's two things that disappoint me. Is one you're disappointed for the Shrewsbury team because yes. you're all thinking so. that they're coming along and even if they beat Liverpool at Anfield, it's always like ah, oh, but it wasn't Liverpool's proper team, was it? Um, so I feel a bit sorry for them. You want to come up and beat the best, but at the same time, if they go through, it gets them a lot of money. Um, secondly, is that yes, I understand, and and as I said, I fully agree with the fact that the, the players, y- your main squad, should have the two weeks off, and and that's where I stand on it. But for me, Jurgen Klopp, he gets the whole summer off. He's not playing into, he's not going out to manage an international team or anything like that. Um, he should be. He should be managing it. He yeah. should be there for me. Alongside Neil Kutchie, maybe. Yeah, yeah, going in. Because even for the youth team, it's going to give them a massive boost if they're being managed by Klopp. Knowing that he's watching that game, knowing that he's there on the sidelines for them, knowing that if they play well, it gives them a little bit of a shot at being able to get into that first team because yeah. they know the gaffer's there. For me, Klopp should be there managing it. Um, but in terms of giving the team, I, I think for me, our team, if they knew they was just going to have to play the entire season, not get any time off, they wouldn't have played as well as we have done this season. But do you think there's a little bit of e- egotistical stuff from Klopp here? Because he, he's coming to England, he's always moaned about it. And do you think him not being there you know, at the match is kind of a, a, a statement? He's to, making, to, he's to, making, he's making a point. point. Yeah. Rather than thinking about what's best for Liverpool. Do you just say it rightly? Fair enough, he's promised to play his time off. Henderson. You know, Salah, all these boys that we've mentioned, they're playing week in, week out. I understand that they play you know, for the countries and they are they, they might be mentally tired and they might have plans with the family to get all that. But as I say, I keep going back to this point, the likes of Adrian's, the likes of your Rigi's, you know, the likes of your Lovren's, even Matty, you know, yeah. boys like that that have had long periods out. Do they really need a week off? Because oh. they spend weeks and weeks off, you know, okay, they're rehabilitating them, whatever, and stuff and get off it. But I think they should be playing and they probably need the game time. And then you make a cup out. Just clock being there next to Neil Glitchy, even if they've done it together, you know, boost the team. Yeah. You don't want to say the clock wants to stand on Neil Glitchy's toes or anything because the clock's the manager of the first team. Yeah. So I, I just don't buy that. It just, for me, it just, I think he's making a point because of where Liverpool are at the moment and, the much, as much we're to, and how much we are talked about and like the press that we are covering because how good our team is. I think he's in such a strong, strong, powerful position and he thinks because of, you know, our situation as a club at the moment, he can prove a point. Yeah. You know, if Liverpool were struggling in the league, do you think he'd be doing this? Oh, this is the thing, is that Klopp's untouchable at the minute, and that's and that's the thing, is he can make a big statement like that because he, he knows he can, and it makes a far bigger statement, to be fair. If Klopp was managing the team and he put out a young team, people were like, oh yeah, Klopp's putting out a young team. To say, I'm the manager, and I'm not showing up to the game at my own home ground, it makes a big statement, and it makes ripples, and that's why there's been so much news coverage about yeah. it. For me... I, I don't think you can you can't you've got to go all in or all out if you know what I mean. He yeah. can't say okay, well actually I'm going to leave Origi and Matty and Lovren and Oxley Chamberlain Lalana. I'm going to leave them all here and they've got to play in that game because he's done so well because he's utilised the entire squad. Yeah. And if you suddenly say these boys are good enough, these boys are my first team players and they're worthy of two weeks off. Use I've got to stay here. It separates them. It says, oh, you're not as good as everyone else. And I think he, he knows it's either all or not. Get the whole, right. squ- get the whole yeah. squad the two weeks off or give no one the two weeks you, off. You, you make a good point, but I just think this is, you know, the professional footballers, this is still a cup to be won. Yeah. It's the history that Liverpool have got in the FA Cup, one of the most successful teams in the FA Cup. Um, and I just, I, I respect Jürgen Klopp I mm. think he's wrong in this decision. Um, there was a poll I seen on social media, and I think like fifty-two percent of people agree with Klopp. Another 
30% said they couldn't really care. And yeah. I think 20% said they strongly disagree. Well, I'm in that 20% and I just think it's wrong. It's, and it's, as I say, mentioned Strooby Sound players, they're going to come to Anfield and play all the kids. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure the fans will pack on field out. It'll happen. We'll sell it. We'll sell oh, that yeah. match out. And though even fans are kicking off that we should be lowering the price of the tickets. Well, that's, what... that's another thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna play the kids, charge the kid, you know, what you charge. Yeah. To, to especially if you bring in the entire squad and the youth team manager and all, like you should be charging the price, those types of prices. Yeah, but as I say, that's probably above Klopp's head. And yeah. like, if this is just before we kind of finish this, you know, pod today, Danny. Some of this, do you think in the in between now and then Klopp will you know kind of turn his, change his mind or no? No, he's going to stay strong with it. And I think we all know the real reason why. Klopp has obviously got himself a package holiday to Mallorca with his family. And he, <laughs> he, can't get his, he can't get his money back. So he's got to stick to his guns here. Otherwise, his wife's going to kill him. We all, we've all been there. We've all been in that situation where your wife said, no, you better not be working that week because I've already planned the holiday for the family. And you go, crap, I can't get out of this. I'm going to have to, to, have to make a big statement about it. Very good. But as I say, in my opinion, I think he might backtrack a little bit. I think he might... Throw a couple of you know, experienced heads in, mm. but I don't um, think he'll go. I, no. I think he will make a point of not showing up at Anfield. Right. Well, let's let's see what happens. Let's see who'll be right. Um, either way, see. So let's just a couple and take take the chance to think about that game. I know we will probably review it next pod, but the kids have proved that they've got quality. So yeah. let's say he does doesn't turn up and he does play the kids. Um, you know, we're not talking Aston Villa here. We're talking Shrewsbury Town. Do you think there's enough quality within those kids to win that game? No. No, no. You think we'll get beat? I, on, it's not a case of the kids aren't good enough. I'm not going to turn around and say that because they're good and there's some real quality players in there who, in sort of two, three yeah. years' time, I can see them pushing yeah. to be in in the squad for, yeah. for Liverpool's first team. But I think the occasion is too big for them. There's right. going to be so much surrounding it in terms of media coverage, all this sort of stuff. I think the people will be kicking off about it. I think there's going to be all sorts in the press. We're going to turn up at Anfield. Big crowd, you know what it's like, me and you've been to Anfield, you know yeah. how intimidating that atmosphere can be. If you're a young lad, even though the fans are on your side, it's a big occasion. Yeah. And I just think it's it's too big for for the young lads. Right. So I, I think we're going to get beat. But never mind the fact that, as I said, I think Shrewsby have got quality. Yeah, well, and they're and probably going to bully the, 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 the young lads and stuff. Yeah. Well, right, guys. So, yeah. So me and Danny have different points of view on this. Let's see what happens. I mean... I think the, the one thing I can say about football, Danny, and about Liverpool, and just, you know, we're both passionate Liverpool fans, there's always something to discuss, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's good to kind of get each other's opinions across and let us know what you think, guys. So do you agree with me? Do you agree with Danny? Write into us on our Facebook page or on our email address at ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode five of our pod of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. You'll never walk alone. Podcast Network.